Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Today, if you're watching the video version, you get a special treat in that we are dressed vaguely in Halloween costumes in the American sense, in that you just cosplay. You just wear anything you want. You just yeah. dress up. Which is uh, a bit, I don't really appreciate that as a Halloween thing, but. And oh. yet. And yet, I didn't own a spooky costume, so I had. I mean, dragons are scary, right? Yeah, so Peter, talk us through what you're wearing today. Uh, I am Spyro. I'm wearing my Spyro onesie. People have seen me wearing this before. You pulled down your hood a little bit so they can see on the camera. There he is. Look at that. There he is. There's our boy. The boy. Eyes Pretty scary if you're a Gnork. Yes. Uh-huh. Get you. Or a Rhinox. For all the, all the Gnorks watching. All the Gnorks out Gnorks there. must die. Yeah. Etc. Trigger warning, Spyro. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Ashton Matthews, what are you, who are you wearing today? I'm dressed as Lara Croft post first airplane crash where she's yeah. got no belongings mm. and uh, no money and nothing. Is that a belt you're wearing? It's a belt. It's meant to be a quiver. You know how she normally has a quiver on Ooh. the back? Well, you can't a see quiver. The, there might be a quiver back there. You don't know. Yeah, there's a, it's just hidden behind there. But yeah, I'm not... You didn't have to say that you didn't have weapons. You could have had two two pistols just yeah, down there. Just no down one down knows. Here. No one knows. She she does come I to work with I did put cargo guns, trousers so. on today. In like being like, yeah, Lara Croft would wear cargo trousers, she forgetting would. that I sit down for the podcast no and can't see, see him. Well, I'm wearing no trousers at all. Down Peter's here. naked no, from true. the waist down. Mm. We keep asking him to stop, yeah. and yet, yeah, we um, haven't got HR here, so we don't. We have no power. No, we can do nothing. Ben, who are you dressed as today? I am Peter B. Parker off of Into the Spider Verse. So I'm wearing my Spidey suit. I'm wearing my jacket, and under the table, I'm wearing my joggers. But can't be seen. Mm-mm. Can't be seen. Maybe we should do the whole podcast standing up. There they are. There, there it is. Are. That was really challenging. Beautiful. Let's put that back down. There we are. <laughs> As if you just got stuck there and had to do the rest of the podcast. Yeah, just that's the leg. it. Leg Call on. an ambulance. I'm in pain. Uh, so this is our video game podcast. Again, you should be watching the video version because you get a real visual treat as we dress up for you today. Mm-hmm. Um, each week, we are sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. I believe largely this week, we have sort of spooky questions as well. Yeah. Yes. So it is very much our Halloween episode. Halloween, of course, tomorrow, in case you forgot. At the time of release, not yes. the time of recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you ready to hear this week's sponsor? I have it written down in front of me now. Absolutely, I am, Ben. I hope it's scary. We are sponsored by Frankenstein's Monster Energy. Big fan. Good. Um, and it actually says here, a lot of people get it wrong. Mm. Yeah. Monster Energy is the drink. 
Frankenstein is the American beverage company that manufactures energy drinks and as of 2020 held a, uh, nearly 39% of the 5.7 billion US energy drink market. Well, I was about ah. to say that, so I'm glad I didn't steal. It's a very yeah. common mistake. A lot yeah. of people yeah. don't yeah. get that. Um, so Frankenstein oh my God, you're Frankenstein. No. 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 I'm the, the I'm energy drink. Energy I am drink. I'm a can of drink. Yeah. I am the American beverage company that manufactures energy drinks and as of 2020 held nearly 39% of the 5.7 billion US energy drink market. God, where did you go to school? Yeah. Did they not teach you that at school? Yeah, Just what? basic English lit. Mary Shelley. Stupid, Come on. stupid sillies. Um, of course, that is... Not true. Oh. What? Sorry. So it is true. Frankenstein. It's not. It is Frankenstein. Yeah, we're sponsored by the monster. The monster. We're, we're, we are sponsored by Frankenstein colon the monster mm. Uh, mm. so we hope you enjoy that no of course we're sponsored by wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as one dollar per month you can submit questions to this podcast but if you go up a couple of tiers you get flipping loads of rewards including the after dark non-video game podcast that we record every fortnight we're doing it directly after this one mm. uh, yeah. so maybe consider supporting us there if you can if not doesn't matter tell your friends share it around we appreciate it. We love it. you anyway. Thank you yeah, for coming. It's all right. There is another sponsor though, isn't there? There is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks very much, triplejump.gg. Hello, everyone. As well as our extremely real and totally not fictitious in any way sponsor, we're officially partnered with PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo to sell their codes through our own website, triplejump.gg. Here you can get everything from topping up your digital wallets to PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions, as well as Minecraft Mine Coins. <laughs> mine Coins? They'll be your coins any minute. <laughs> nice one, please. Yeah, thanks very much. It's 100% legitimate, directly supports us and provides you with the delightful digital currencies you're going to buy anyway. Visit triplejump.gg to browse our full stock. Triplejump.gg. This is a real sponsor. It's time for question one. Sorry, are you guys ready? You were sort of shuffling. Sorry, up. I was. I was, just... I was about to dance actually. Yeah, yeah. I was just doing. Okay. Was carrying on. Time for question one. Samuel Benson. Uh, hello, friends. I do not enjoy horror games one bit. The only semi-horror game I played in the last ten years was Alan Wake. Any entry-level spookum games you would recommend to a spookiverse fellow like myself? <laughs> what a what a fantastic time to ask this question. Mm. Because last night, at the time of recording, this week at the time of release, uh, we actually uploaded a video, a list, uh, ten spooky games for ten slightly spooky games for people who aren't that into spooks. Mm. Maybe you can check it out. In fact, Samuel, I saw you replied on Twitter yes. to that tweet saying, "Huh, I just asked a question about this for the podcast." Well, there you go. So Question answered. Relevant. Yeah, so Done. let's move on let's... to what we play. No. Watch the video. Watch the video for a start. Uh, Samuel, thank you for your question. Thank you. Um, I've got a kind of two categories, or th- no, three categories of um, uh, spooky, non-spooky games. Yeah. Uh, the first is games that aren't specifically horror games, but they're very atmospheric. Mm. And so that could maybe just like help get you, you know, take small steps towards something that's actually spooky. Mm-hmm. So something like, Bioshock, gateway game, gateway game, exactly. Oh, Bio, Bioshock, or maybe like Limbo mm. or Inside, something like that. Just very atmospheric and like, oh, a bit, a bit haunting, but not scary, you know. Mm. Um, then I've got maybe, maybe the next step would be, yes, probably categorically a horror game, but not 
actually scary. Mm. Um, something like Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. which really has very few, if any, actually scary moments in it. You know, it's very action-packed. There are monsters and stuff, and it's maybe a little bit haunting in terms of the locations that you go to. Creepy village, scary castle with people sort of... Silly feet. Moaning, silly feet. Um <laughs> And then uh, if if those both actually sound too much for you, mm. why not play a horror game that's just really stupid and like you don't, it's not going to scare you because it's so bad. Yeah. Aliens, Cloning Marines. Oh. <laughs> Good. Give that a go. Um, yeah, if you really want to. There are plenty of laughable horror games out there. We, yes. we may well be talking about some of them yes, either later are. on in the podcast or it might even be someone's answer to this question. So mm. uh, various, various Points of attack, angles yes. of it, whatever the phrase is. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ashton? Um, well, I also put a Resi game down. I put Resi 2 down because even though, like, there's zombies and sewers and monsties, mm-hmm. um, I don't think Resi 2 is a particularly scary game. It's more like you're running around and you know that something is hunting you, but when you see him, you could just peg it the other way normally. The remake's a bit the scary. Remake. The remake is a bit scary. The but sound I don't, design's scary. But I don't think it's like... Like jump scare, scary. No, it's no. kind of like like atmospheric and kind of like you know. It's a something. horror game. Yeah, it's a it? horror but game, it's not, but it's yeah. not like shaking your boots the whole time. You no. can sometimes find it a bit funny. I don't think it would keep you awake at night. No, mm. I don't think so. In the, I don't. What I really didn't like there was like a flooded corridor to the right of the front door of the police precinct that was. I think in the dark for most of the game or mm. all of the game. Mm-hmm. And you had to crawl under the shutter to get in. Right yeah, at the yeah, yeah. And every time I went down there, well, there was this period of time where I was playing the game where I had run out of ammo and I had to like go back and forth that corridor a couple of times. And there was this woman zombie in there who I think I'd like downed, but she was still alive. And she made the most horrible noises. Uh, and every time I had to run past her and I was like, I'd, I don't want to try and fight her or anything. I'm just going to get past her. And just being in that dark, wet corridor with just the horrible gurglings of this lady mm. was not very nice. But yeah, you don't then go to bed that night and feel like, oh, a zombie. She's going to get me. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was one moment in Resi 2, the remake, where I found myself down a corridor that was a dead end. And suddenly there was two of this like silent, like crawler thingies. I don't know what they're called, but liquors. Liquors. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, no. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I could shoot them. And I knew that big daddy x was coming on his way um and as i like turned around he was just right at the end of this corridor walking towards me and there was just a wall behind me and i was like no this isn't fair mm. pause the game and as i unpaused it he just booted me around the head oh, no. <laughs> just killed me um he's so rude that yeah he is, he is very rude and um, but also i think there's games that you can play in co-op that make them less scary so games like phasmophobia is more fu- i mean it is a bit scary but it's more funny because you can listen to your friends just die over the walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. It's always quite funny. And you can just send that one friend in that always dies first and see where they die. And then you can just figure out whether the ghosty is. It's the VR aspect of that game that spooks me the most. I I've played it in VR. And to be fair, it is much scarier in VR. But also it's just quite funny because it's so, so glitchy. You're just right. running around and you're like, you have to like do things. And because it's your actual movement, people who aren't in vr just move kind of like robots and you've got you going ooh, ooh, just limbs <laughs> spaghetti around corners and your and head's stuff. gone weird because the vr's not like it's not used to that kind of movement but phasma in vr is scary but also very funny but also games like dead by daylight are technically mm-hmm. a horror game 
but they're funny because if you play them with a group of friends, like I never play it online, if you play with a group of friends, you've got someone pretending to be the bad guy just hunting you down and we like to get in character so we like to be like mummy wants to put you on her wall come oh, here and then slam you up no, on the hook no, you know like fun stuff um and that's not very scary because you're just playing it with your friends so that is again a gateway game into getting you into spookums mm -hmm. i think yeah absolutely ben? co-op and playing locally are, are all as you said great ways to start playing horror games mm -hmm. so Dark Pictures Anthology. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was leading They're to. not very scary, and they honestly are quite laughable at times. They're honestly just quite ridiculous. But they are a bit so jump scary, is the only they, thing. That's the mm. thing, though, and we will talk, we'll touch on that later. Mm, yeah. um, but getting a group of friends around and playing that as a sort of like a movie night game over the course of three or four hours is really fun. Um, there's nothing quite like it, even if you're just taking the mick out of it the entire time, yeah. which is what we'll be doing from next week's joint streams. <laughs> so yeah. make sure you come along for that. Uh, additionally, Until Dawn, made by the same people. I think that's another game that you can play on your own and not really have any issues with. It can be, again, it's a bit jump scary, but apart from that, it's just sort of like, it's just a good game. Mm. It's just a, another good game that you can play uh, that's horror themed. Resident Evil 5 and 6. Not the best Resident Evil games, but they are co-op from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to just blast blast away some zombies or infected people or whatever, then that's another one that you can jump into. I think the the trick if you really, really hate horror games and you want to try and get into them is playing with friends or similar. I used to have friends over or go to friends' houses when I used to you know, do sleepovers and stuff at school. Yeah. And the goal for like that weekend would be let's buy a horror game, take it in turns to play it, drink copiously, and mm -hmm. just see if we can finish it. And that was the entire weekend. So it wasn't like, you know, we're in the dark, you're on your own, and you're trying to get through mm -hmm. this horror game. It's let's experience this horror game. Because I think, certainly the case for me, even if you're not into horror games, I always had this morbid fascination with them. Like yeah. I wanted to experience them, but equally I didn't want the repercussions of experiencing them. I feel that yeah. about horror movies. Yeah. 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 I don't like watching them, but I'm quite interested in them. Horror movies is is somewhere that I won't go mm. because in games I feel in control. And even then there are certain games that I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play PT, for example. I don't want to do that. I don't just want to be terrified. That's not a fun time for me. Yeah. But if I've got a friend there and we're just playing through a horror game that I want to experience, then that's different. Mm. So there you are. A few recommendations a few for you, ideas, a few tactics. But uh, go watch that. Go watch that list yeah, that went out earlier in the week. Now it's time for us to move on, isn't it, Ashton? It is. It's a section that we've never done before. Oh. And it's spooky. It's what we play in. Oh. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we play in. Peter Austin, what have you been playing? I have been continuing my way through God of War, mm. which I am enjoying more and more the more I play it. Um, I said this last time, but I'm just pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoy the actual gameplay. I never thought it would be bad or, you know, I even thought it probably will be better than average. But, like, I'm actively really enjoying the combat. Uh, the Leviathan Axe is just the best thing. I just find it a lot of fun. Um, and the story's interesting. I'm learning a lot about Norse mythology, which, you know, I had like, I knew some stuff about it, but not a great deal. And I'm just finding that genuinely quite interesting. Every time there's a, like a, a bestiary, bestiary mm. update, I always want to open that up and go, oh, 
What's going on here? What's this? Or some extra lore about the world. So that's all great. And uh, definitely having a fair few of the obligatory Kratos almost doing yeah. a nice thing for his son. Pet the son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Pet not. The boy. And then doing it and then saying nice things and then like telling him off like 10 minutes later mm-hmm. for making a mistake. So it's all, it's all kind of uh, quite... Uh, what's the word? I don't know. It, magical. Well, I wasn't gonna say magical, but sure. Uh, no, it's uh, there's stakes, you know. Like yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. invested, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. What do you think of the music? Music's very good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Love the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big yeah. fan of the music. The soundtrack's amazing. Um, and I like the fact that you can just that the boat just goes where you want it to go because most boats in video games are rubbish, no. and it just works. Yeah. So that's good. Um. And uh, I've also played a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. I've played Ooh. about an hour of it. Okay. I've, I've had a, a bit of a busy week, so I've not really had the time. But uh, just enough for a first impressions take in addition to what Ben's already done in our Quipscope. Yes. Um, that's great. What a what a game. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to... Well, I would be able to, but I'm not going to continue it now until I finish God of War. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to have a little go. Mm-hmm. Um, taste. I get huge in a very good way i get big like uncharted vibes from it um yeah there's a lot of like falling down crumbling things or dropping off pits and going like oh crap 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 and you know chatting to your friends and uncharted full jedi fallen order yeah mass Mm. effect there's a lot of things that are mixed in there yeah yeah but i mean even just from a like a humor and i mean well it's it's guardians really it as much as it's nathan drake and uncharted it's just it's it's Star Lord and Guardians is what mm-hmm. it is, but you know when it's in a video game context, it kind of reminds me of playing an Uncharted game where you know yeah you you're kind of you know jabbing at your friends and uh, you kind of feel like you're getting through these areas through the skin of your teeth and you know like yeah you've got some some skills and abilities, but also you're just bloody lucky that like yeah. that thing happened or whatever. So I, I think that's a lot of fun. It's it's nice not to be like either some super powerful machine who is Mm. like you know just been designed to be like awesome cool video game character uh and also to just like have have someone who's like not taking everything so seriously as Mm. well um so i'm i can't wait to play more of that it's also very pretty that game it is uh not just in terms of graphical fidelity but just design wise i think the first area that you go to like the first planet uh or if you want to call it a planet don't want to be too small the first location yeah sure is uh very nicely designed very Mm. pretty very good to look at so Mm. uh can't wait to play more but i'm just gonna finish god of war first but it also has my recommendation if that's worth anything to you (laughs) the man in the spyro ones the austin (laughs) stamp of approval Mm. is on it ashton I have only played one game this week, and it was Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. I, oh. I really like some bits of this game. <laughs> yeah. And I really can't get on, and I'm annoyed by other bits of the game. Uh-oh. Okay. All I've heard from you guys is really positive things, and I wanted to go in with the mentality. I was like, I'm going to enjoy this game. This game's going to be really good. I don't like the combat i can't do it because the i don't like the lock on slash aiming mechanic in the sense of like 
you can only aim if you're aiming at something and it kind of locks on. I was having issues with just like being able to shoot the thing I wanted to shoot. It was like, you know, you want to shoot this one. Mm. And I didn't really understand how that worked. I also missed so many timed choices because I didn't realize uh. they were timed. Um, there's one bit after you get out of the first location where you have to make a choice between hiding one of two things. And I didn't realize it was timed. So I was thinking about it and then I missed it. And I was right. like, no, I didn't realize because I think, I don't know if it was just, I don't know if it was one of the first like timed ones in that conversation, but suddenly it was like counting down. And I just mm -hmm. didn't notice. So I missed it. And that's not the first one I missed. And it's not the, it's not the last one I missed <laughs> right. either. Um, right. I also don't like the fact that you're walking at the same pace as the other character, but you get to the next bit before the end of your conversation, the conversation cuts off and then you never get to finish that bit of the conversation. Yeah, it's one of the issues I I agree with that, well. yeah. I didn't really like that because you get, I think I'm walking at their same pace, especially in the second location. Um, there's, you can only really walk at one pace and you can't run or anything. Yeah. But yeah, I'm getting to the next door and the conversation's just finishing midway through talking because they have another voice line they're meant to say now that you've got to this door. Mm -hmm. um, and also, yeah. I, also, I there was an error in the first location where you had to kill some little aliens. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'd killed them all because I couldn't see anymore. So I tried to jump out of the area and it kept spawning me back into the area because I was trying to leave before killing all the enemies and spawning the enemies on top of me to be like, no, they're here, see? <laughs> so I kept getting like punched by these little enemies because I like was trying to kill them. And then my game bugged out and it just killed them for me. I didn't do anything. Uh, but well. I was really confused. Why would you let me leave if you don't want me to leave without killing these enemies? Why would you give me the option to jump out and carry on if you're gonna just respawn me back in the room to kill the enemies? Mm -hmm. Those are the bad things I didn't like about it. Yeah. But however, I really like that your conversations have consequences. I really like that the character, like non-playable characters will comment on the things you do. So in the second area, I'm being led somewhere and the character's telling me about how they want more respect. And then I walked off to go and discover something secret down this area. And she goes, well, you don't even respect me. You're not even coming this way. And I was like, mm. okay, I like that. Mm. Fair enough. I get it. And I like it visually. It is very pretty. Um, I'm playing it on the PS4 and it does have a couple of graphical issues on the PS4 in terms of like, it can be a bit fuzzy in places. And I kept having this one specific pixel on my game and it's not on any of my other games. So I don't know. I didn't think it was my telly um, that just was flickering the whole time I was playing. Uh, and I was uh, really confused by solid. why that was doing that. Um, and the load times are obviously longer on the PS4 and stuff, but that's just natural thing of it's on a ps4 but i did really like it and i like the conversation you can have on the ship and i like the like dynamics of if you find something you can have a whole new conversation and find out more lore but if you don't find it you just like obviously don't get that conversation um i like that you can talk to them on the ship and like i say it's a very pretty game and the story is interesting and i really like all the characters they're like different enough from the Marvel Cinematic Universe ones where it doesn't feel like, I know you were saying in your quipscope, it doesn't necessarily feel like they're just like uncanny valley situation. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and I really like the way that they all look. I think Gamora looks great. Yeah. And I really like her character design. Um, obviously she's the one that I think looks most different than her MCU counterpart. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I do, I am enjoying the game. I just don't like bits of it that I'm struggling to kind of 
I think maybe also because I've been having a bit of a bad week, I was like, I don't want to play this because it's kind of annoying me. And I'm, I don't want, I don't have the brain space to be annoyed, but I have enjoyed the story elements of it. And I have enjoyed the visuals of it. I much prefer Good. this Drax to the one from the movies. Mm. Do you really? Yeah, I find Batista's a, yeah, I, a I find smarter. like, I know the character's meant to be this big, like berserker, mm. crazy, you know, a bit of a knucklehead, but yeah. I just find it a bit, well, it's not that I don't like it in the films, but I prefer this slightly tempered version he's mm. not just shouting all the time and yeah. like you know he's still he adds to the conversation something that is like kind of useful or yeah. like a bit of lore or something that you kind of find out and i like that he can just rather than just be you know kind of amped up all the time he will just talk conversationally and it allows him to just be a bit alien and say like slightly weird things mm. like he doesn't understand all of the social stuff which yeah. you don't get as much with uh old dave's dave's interpretation because he doesn't he doesn't chat as often uh, yeah yeah he shouts a lot more yeah uh, my honest recommendation to you would be regarding the um timed conversation i was gonna say could and the off. combat there are a ton of accessibility yeah. settings including stuff for lock-on yeah so it might genuinely i was i was saying that last night to be fair, when i was talking about it with my partner because i was playing it last night and i was like i'm going to bed i'm very tired um <laughs> and i was kind of saying that I, there's probably an option to turn it off but it was i just noticed it yesterday because it was one of the things that i was happening when i was playing yeah. so i was like i can probably turn it off once i go and have a look mm. but yeah that's the only those are the only things that i mean and like you say you can turn them off so yeah so yeah, yeah but those are the issues i have with it and i'm really sorry because yeah, i know sorry. everyone liked it no, so it's no one it's funny because <laughs> one of the other things i was going to say that i liked about it was um being able to shoot over your shoulder while you're running Back yeah, the so there's an element of lock-on automatic. Yeah, because uh, some games still don't allow you to do that. You know, you have yeah. to either be you have to be running backwards like like this, like literally running backwards and shooting forwards. But they'll yeah. they'll shoot over their shoulder, yeah. um, which I just think looks better and makes more sense in yeah. terms of just that's how people would do it. And it makes sense for Star-Lord's role in the combat as well. In that you you can do basic damage to all enemies but you're essentially just managing more mm. powerful yeah. people who can do the real damage and do the real tactical stuff yeah uh so you just need to be agile enough to evade being hit while yeah. also shooting and mm. being able to issue commands and stuff like that so i think it works uh that is also what i've been playing unsurprisingly <laughs> and i love it very much much like you with uh, god of war i'm reading every single mm. thing yeah. that i possibly can and i'm i'm taking i'm going to great lengths to try and experience as much of the game as i can in terms of going down all the side paths and trying to identify things in the environment you know to switching my visor on to scan things to get additional information i'm, I'm i just love it i think it's fantastic um there are obviously issues with it, as Ashton's highlighted, and it's definitely not going to be for everyone. But as a single-player superhero game with, at least so far, I don't know how it's going to conclude, but it's got an immaculate script in terms of the dialogue mm. between these characters. Like, it just, it is very uncharted in that sense. Like, they're, yeah. they're always talking about something, and it it is really annoying, and it's one of the things I've identified as well, that dialogue often cuts off due to various reasons and then you just don't hear the rest of it yeah. which is really annoying uh but it's i don't know it's just as i said on twitter so like they made it for me it's <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic and i really am 
smelling the roses in that I didn't have a lot of time over the weekend to play any more of it. Uh, but there are, I think, 16 chapters and I'm, a, I'm like on chapter six at the moment. So I'm mm. just, I don't want it to end. So I'm really, it's like what we talked about last week about the the sort of the mental hurdle of starting a game you're excited for as opposed to just being excited for yeah. it. Yeah. Now that I've got it and I can play it anytime I want, I sort of, part of me just doesn't want to play it. Part of me just wants to be in this in this space where I know that I have guardians waiting at home. Do I play it? Doesn't matter. It'll be there the next day as well. <laughs> you don't want it to. You don't want to. It, I don't want to finish yeah. it. Like it's 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 really good, and I like it a lot. Um, I also really like. Sorry, I just remember mm, why you're no, talking. No. I also really like that your con- your actions have consequences, mm. and even I'm if it's you like learn, you learn. I'm you learn. Um, I also like, and it's like a small dialogue line that will come up later on. Like when I forgot to make that choice later on, he goes, yeah, I just couldn't decide which one. And I was mm. like, nice. I like that because I could decide. We didn't get time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just like the fact that you kind of see in like dialogue as well as the little purple boxes that come up at the top that tell you like, you know, this mm. has happened. Um, that your actions have consequences. Mm. And it does make a difference as well. So mm. I, I did manage to make that decision. Yeah. And as a result, the thing that I chose remained on the ship mm-hmm. um, and was just present afterwards. So that was that was pretty nice. I yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been playing that and I will be playing that probably for some time unless this weekend I just just completely lose all control and just binge it yeah. Yeah. all in one go get the platinum and then never play it again um but the other thing i played is a bit more far cry 6 in co-op and this week's fun glitch as i was telling oh peter mm. i got off a i got off an atv that i was riding on the back and my friend was driving it pushed me through the wall of a building you're not allowed to get into and then i was just stuck inside this cube that I couldn't escape from. It culled the textures on the inside. So it wasn't like the, the walls weren't textured on the inside. I could see out, but mm. I couldn't get out. And because of the way I'm assuming the game cuts down on you know, load times and stuttering and stuff, from inside my new prison, I couldn't actually, uh, there was a very short render distance. So trees stopped loading in. When my friend on his ATV driving around went a certain distance, the ATV, went out of existence as well. So he was just floating around like the crazy frog, like he was riding an invisible motorbike. Ding, ding. Uh, I couldn't escape. We tried various things. He parked the ATV right next to it to see if I could just get on it. Through the wall. Um, but the only option I had was release brakes. And I could also repair it through the wall as well. You know, oh, the little blowtorch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just repair it through the wall. Um, in the end, I had to use a Molotov and set myself on fire to escape. Um it just doesn't stop being b- broken. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Went through the map again, and then I got too far away from my co-op partner, so it spawned me under the map as well. Brilliant. So good. Um, I fell off the back of an ATV in a stream. Um, uh, not as not a live stream, as in an actual stream uh, with water. Yeah. Was pushed through the rocks and then drowned again in another prison that I couldn't, like some <laughs> horrible nightmare. I was pushed through this tiny gap in the rocks and drowned in the water under the map. It's it's astonishing (laughs) that this game just, it does something new every five or ten minutes that I can't quite believe. And um, I don't think I'm ever going to stop playing it. It just makes me sad because I know that if Beyond Good and Evil 2 ever releases, it is going to be so broken. Well, a lot of people are concerned about the 
rumored Splinter Cell as well. Yeah, for this exact same reason. Exactly, because this it's is like being made by modern want, day Ubisoft. But it's it's Ubisoft, so it's like, oh, for God's sake! I don't know. I don't. And I want to play it as soon as it's out. But maybe the smarter thing to do would be to just leave it a few weeks. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is mm. getting loads of people to work on it for free. Sure, so it's coming. Yeah. It's, you know, it's got to be good if everyone who's working on it is working on it for exposure. Loads of people think it's been cancelled because they're, they're not showing stuff for it, but they keep hiring people all the time specifically for that game. So it's not been cancelled, but it will be broken. One of these days. <laughs> it's not oh been no. cancelled, but it will be broken. Beyond good and evil. It's broken. <laughs> it's broken. Time to move on to question two. Yes, this comes from Cameron Keyword. He says, hello, Bap. But You are now super massive. Bit rude. And in- <laughs> just for clarification, Supermassive, the developer of Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures anthology, he wasn't just—it yeah. wasn't a Muse reference, and he big. wasn't saying that we're really big. No. Yeah. And in charge of making the next three Dark Pictures anthology games, one each. What would be the location, name, premise of the game? Could be anything from a zombie invasion in Tesco ex- tex- Tesco extra stores across the country. Mm. To someone in the office eating the last Krispy Kreme donut. Creative freedom is Krispy yours. Krispy Kreme donuts in this office. Jeez. Thanks, yeah, Cameron. Oh, we is, found out that down here they had, they had Biscoffs down had here. Biscoff. We yeah. got malted milk upstairs. I saw it all. There. I was watching the Slack as it was the discussion was happening, and they almost put, "Hey guys, I'm in hospital today. Will <laughs> someone please give us a physical biscuit upstairs?" <laughs> and they said, "Oh no, it came from Dan." I was like, oh, "Okay, Dan I can't just Biscoff guilt him from in." Home. Yeah. We, we have biscoffs at biscoff home. We didn't home. get biscoff. We had malted milk. <laughs> we've just got malted milk. Well, and we've got so many pallets of iron short, brew. I don't know how this keeps happening. It's because Fraser seems to have some kind of hold on There are world. two people in the office who drink iron brew. Well, the I, whole office. And we get as much iron brew as we do Pepsi Max that everybody drinks. I, was, I wasn't I was sure whether to... So we got a message from Adam the other day saying, I'm going to do an order for drinks and biscuits. Uh, is there anything you want? And Ben jokingly, and everyone in our office very much knew it was a joke, said, Iron Brew. Yeah, we're, we're, we're running low on Iron Brew. And I nearly, I nearly put a message underneath him and said, just for clarification, that is a joke. <laughs> we got way too much and Iron Brew. And now we've got loads of it's your fault. So it's my fault. Well, I don't know if it is, but it's possible that it's... <laughs> That's your phone. It's actually. fine. That was my fault too. Mm. So, yeah, just, just, just to be clear... We don't get Krispy Kreme here. We get pallets of soft drinks. Mm, People listening in, like. you know, NHS the hospitals and uh, retail workers like, oh, no, you don't, you don't get, you don't, you don't get Krispy Kremes, but you get your flipping soft drinks, do you? Oh, oh, iron brew, so free iron brew. But also, NHS workers deserve respect, and they should be getting Krispy Kreme donuts whenever they want them. Oh yeah, I'm not saying they don't. Yeah. No, but you were just putting you're putting a mean voice on after you said NHS. No, it was a mocking so voice. It was their mocking voice mocking us. They're mocking us. That's what they're saying. Right. Of course. It was clear that I wasn't mocking NHS workers, <laughs> right? Because I thought that I was pretty clear. Sure but now I'm people worried. People like me, who are thick, that they knew that we weren't making fun of NHS workers. I'm for absolutely not making fun of <laughs> NHS workers. Just to be clear, down with the NHS. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> They're all lazy. They don't do anything. No, it's all it's all jokes. They wouldn't give me a sandwich yesterday. Oh well, point I mean, is, that's the real wasn't sandwich. allowed one. Though. Point is, we want Krispy Kremes in the office. Yeah. So, uh, so. What's your Dark Pictures anthology game? I came up with um, the setting of uh, a, uh, a school. Uh, 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 a school. A school. Sure? The reason I was hesitating sure? about the school is because I know we just played out last two and the bits that we hated were the school bits. Well, the school bits, yeah. Uh, however, I hated most of the game. Well, yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter if it was in <laughs> the school. The school was the worst bit. No, the school was the worst bit. Uh, I think a school could be an interesting setting. Yeah. Uh, if not done the way Outlast did it, where all the doors are 
locked, but you don't know which one's locked. And oh, it's just, oh, God, I don't even want to open that hole. Don't yeah. get me started. But schools have creepy, they're creepy locations. Yeah. Definitely. Now, what I wouldn't want, though, is the obvious thing of it being a supernatural school. Not a supernatural school. <laughs> Hogwarts. Yeah, no. But a school that's haunted or there's a demon in the school or something like that, because I think that's just a bit much. And if there's one thing I don't like in video games, it's where you're walking around and like things are like flickering in and out of existence and oh, there's weird atmospheric effects and you can hear sounds, but there's nothing happening. Like I want an actual physical threat. I want like, you know, alien isolation, something like that. Mm-hmm. So... I all I came up with at first was the location, and then I was mm. like, "Oh, what am I going to put in this school? I don't know. Uh, hmm, I don't know." And then I thought there aren't enough scary dinosaur games, right? Okay. So there are somehow I don't know how there are somehow dinosaurs in this school. Okay. okay. I think it's set in a slightly wacky world where um, slightly slightly wacky world where a kid in the science department has invented like a time machine mm-hmm. by accident. And that time machine has opened a portal that has allowed dinosaurs to come through. Right. Or I don't know. It's set in the Jurassic world. Is this world. a dream you have? I'm yeah. obsessed that you can't get through the sentence without kind of making yourself laugh. Like you've got that face <laughs> on where you're like trying to hold or it. Or maybe it's set in the Jurassic World universe. You know, now at the end of the second Jurassic World, all the dinosaurs got released. Yeah. So maybe that's a bit more Spoilers. compelling. Spoilers. Uh, so there's dinosaurs in a school. And as I say, I, I developed this bit by bit. First, it was like school. And I was like, uh, dinosaurs <laughs> in school. And I was like, mm, what name? Uh, Veloc Academy, maybe? That's the closest I could get. Veloc Academy. Veloc Academy. I really, I, I spent it. a long time on a school slash dinosaur pun. And that was all I could I come up with. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, it's really good. There's that indie game, isn't there? Say goodbye to Dino High or something coming soon. Oh. I'm not sure if that's out. Oh, Dino High is pretty good. Dino, Dino High Well, that's taken. Dinosaurs. No, that's not good. Yeah. If it's set in, in Britain and it's in a uh, a lower school for like years one to six, mm. it could be prime primeval, primeval school. <laughs> you know, just like primary school. Yes, yes Peter, yeah, it could be it. that. But yeah, primeval. Yeah. It could be that. Do you get it? Uh-huh. I do actually get it. So who do you play as? You play as um, a dinosaur. As a, Yeah, you play the as other a dinosaur. dinosaur. Uh, you, you play as uh, maybe a teacher who got locked in that night somehow. Or no, the, you're the caretaker. You're, you're the, the caretaker. janitor. Yeah. yeah, you live on site mm. and there are noises happening at the school. All teachers live on site though. Yeah, yeah well, they, they do. do. They live in their classroom. They, they just in live in the classroom. School, right? And you go in to investigate and then maybe uh, it's on a stormy night mm. and um, a tree gets felled and falls in front of the, the one door in and out of the school. Never mind the fire exits. Never mind the... Buzzcocks. Never mind the buzzcocks. Never mind the windows. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe trees just fall all around the entire school. Man. Or maybe so it's like Resi, Resi 1 and you can't go out because the dogs will get you. But they're yes, not dogs. They're the school dinosaurs. dogs. They're dinosaurs. Dino dogs, yeah. 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 It would have to be that because otherwise you wouldn't be able to keep this janitor inside the school. You wouldn't. So there's like... Loads of dinosaurs. Well, if he's outside. got something on the hob in his room where he lives in the school, yeah, and he he doesn't he want to burn he doesn't it, want to leave he doesn't it. want to burn it. So he's you know he's yeah. got to stay there. It's a work in progress. All I'm saying is there should be more dinosaur horror games set in schools. I mean, in this in this case, yes, <laughs> but not necessarily. What's the name of your what? game? 
He told us. Veloc Academy. Oh, Velo- it's not the name That's of the it. school. That's the name of the game. Oh, I th- okay. I thought that was the name of the school. That would be a bit fortuitous. So the Dark Peaches Anthology. If they happened to call Veloc Academy. Veloc Academy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would be a bit like nominative determinism, wouldn't it? If the, I now open this school. Yes. Veloc Academy. Veloc Academy. Hope nobody invents later. a time machine. <laughs> no, that's the name of the school. Dark Pictures Anthology presents Veloc Academy. Good. H- high. Sounds high. Good. <laughs> Veloc Academy Dino high. Veloc Academy High. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's perfect. Prime of his school. Brilliant. £30. Yeah. £30. Mm. Ashton. My Dark Pictures do better. game is set on a city strip where there is lots of pubs and bars and clubs. Pubs and bars. Sounds good. And you play... So the, the name of the game is Dark Pictures Anthology Girls' Night Out. Oh. And you play as a group of girls who are heading out on you the You play town. as a group of boys who are going to interrupt a girls' night out. No, they're the bad guys. <gasps> they're always so the bad guys. like in real got, life. Yeah, you've got a bunch of girls who are heading for a lovely night out. Mm. And you've got all of the types of girl on a night out. You've got the crier. You've yeah. got... The flirty one. You've got the runner. runner. You've got the one that's just hungry. And you've got the mum friend. Those are all the five people that you're And the one who's not drinking. Not because they're driving. That's the mum friend. That's the mum friend. What about the one who's like three kids in a trench coat? Where's that one? Is that one DLC or is that That one? That's DLC, yeah. It's just a cosmetic Um, item. Yeah, yeah. The um, entire game plays out like normal, but your your character just gets replaced with the three kids. Three kids. No one addresses it. around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your the premise is you have to get through this night out, mm. and you don't want to lose a friend, and you don't want to let the flirty friend go off with some right. strange man. And all throughout the night, there's the added difficulty of men and or drinks being given to you. So gradually, as you go through the night, you get more and more drunk, mm. and your vision becomes more and more blurry, and then things get more and more spooky. And then you win the game by managing to get all five of your friends home for the evening with a McDonald's. I love slash hate how true to life and genuinely threatening that situation Mm. is. I was going to ask, where's the horror? And then I realized, oh. Being a woman. just just (laughs) being a woman, isn't it? (laughs) Especially in this day and age, isn't it? This week that we've had. Do you have a name? Oh, yeah, Girls Night Out. Girls Night Out, Mm. yeah. Dark Peters. So you play as you play like everyone, you know how you can like play as multiple characters. Yeah, yeah, every every character has like, you know, you get a chance to play as them all. And if your character, you know, goes home with someone or if you've got the runner friend and you just sprint and you end up lost, then you have to try and find your way back. Yeah. Okay. I really want to see the Doctor Anal Hill like middle middle bits with oh, oh I'm having some gestures from Ben. He's gesturing towards this paper, so I might just pause there. And uh, Ben, what's your <laughs> game called? Uh, what, Th- thirty about? pounds for Girls Night Out. Yeah, pounds. thirty pounds yeah. and thirty, 30 pounds. pounds. Okay, yeah. and this one is thirty pounds. Okay, as well. okay. So just so we know that we're all we're you have to pay for these games, yeah, right? Yeah. Because they're so good, mm. so good. And so I present the final game in the Dark Pictures Anthology. Yeah. The Dark Pictures Anthology, Anal Hill. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know who Anal Hill is, he's the the curator from the games. We've christened him Dr. Anal Hill. I don't know how it happened. I do. It was from uh, Until Dawn, where there was a completely different curator, but he sort of had yeah very strange mannerisms <laughs> and it was really weird um i don't know where anal hill came i think from, maybe his though. surname is synonymous it's like he's called mr 
Professor Mound Plateau Bum or Mound. something. Yeah. yeah. Bum Mound. Mound. And so we said <laughs> Hill and then I think we just jokingly called him Alan for a bit and then yes. we like anagrammed it into Anal Hill. I think that's So there we go. Like so we, we got we got there eventually. Dr. Anal Hill. Anyway. I'm gonna be honest, I had no idea what you were talking about when you were doing that thing before and I was just like <laughs> You can always ask. Okay. Doing yeah, but I didn't before? want to ask in case it was like a really stupid question that I just Never, like there are no didn't know this character actually. in the Dark Pitch anthology. No and then when you were like, questions. I'll do a Dr. Rainer, Dr. Anal Hill bit. Oh, and yeah. then and I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, that would be yeah. so tight. Yeah. Dr. Hill. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, so he's a mysterious character in the Dark Pictures anthology. Mm -hmm. This would follow and explore the story of Dr. Anal Hill. Isn't, that wasn't a joke. You actually... Gen that is genuinely... Oh, yeah, curious. of course it is. Oh, I thought you were just riffing off what Peter no. said. No. Oh, no. sorry. For real. Carry on. Anal Hill is an established triple jump character. <laughs> yes. Uh, who is he? Why is he? Who does he work for? I've written a bit of a script treatment. Mm -hmm. There Ooh. are some gaps missing, though. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. Dr. Hill was told stories growing up by his great-grandmother that fueled his fertile mind. The sort of spooky stuff. Grimm's what fairy tales, name? that kind of stuff. Uh, she was called um, uh, Mavis Hill. Mavis Hill. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Marina Why'd you Hill. ask? I'm just wondering. Are you looking for a joke? No, or? no, no. Not particularly. Mavis Hill. The detail. The doesn't it? Doesn't the game won't even say? It'll just be like his, his grandmother. grandmother. Okay. Grandma Hill. Grandma. Granny, Granny Hill. Hill. Yeah. Gran Hill. Joining the Royal Navy and traveling the world as a young man, he was stationed in a port town for a time, where local legends veered into the occult, the Lovecraftian. Okay, you with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. His curiosity getting the best of him, Lieutenant Hill encountered an eldritch god whose service he's remained in ever since, doomed to wander the corridors of his spacious hell mansion. Spaceship. He lures in gullible viewers with tall tales that, much like this game pitch, are never quite clever enough to tie up all those loose ends or conclude satisfyingly. The people he regales in the Hell Mansion are unsatisfied and maybe he marries the Eldritch God, 30 pounds. And is it, I suggest maybe the Eldritch God is living physically inside mm. his brain slash face, which is why oh. it almost does the right facial expressions, mm. but not quite. It's nice to have you back at the mansion. <laughs> is that's it? Yeah, yeah, that's what he is. Is it, is it nice to have I've got another back? tale for you this time. You're making progress. But, it, and they said something slightly... Maybe not at all, is, as it seems. Yeah, it's meant to be a hint, but it, there's absolutely no context to it. So you won't know until after you finish Maybe the game. Maybe the boat will kill Ellie. Hmm. Something really weirdly specific. It might be time to light the fire of inspiration. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about, It's too Alan? vague, Anal. You've got to do better than that. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, we do need to we need to learn about Doctor Anal Hill. I feel like at mm. some point in this series, if they don't start to explore it a bit more, I'll be I'll be kind of sad. Yeah. Really. But uh, there we are. That's my pitch. Great. Good. Wow. Wrong question two. How far are we? Uh, let's move on to something a bit strange. <laughs> it's called weird news. Okay. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Peter, what have you got this week? Uh, I have got a story that is. Own- yes? What about the podcast producers? Oh my goodness. Doing it normally do that now. Spotted. Ashton, fantastic work. If you'd like to become a podcast producer and definitely not be forgotten in the running order of this podcast, mm. uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump supporters at a certain tier, the specified tier with this reward. And uh, we'll give you a shout out during the show. This week's podcast producers are Matt Barger. Uh, Sean Legg. Trick 24. Evan Breidenbach. Fred Cartwright. Ellie Nicholas. G.Y. Goliath oh, and Brackets. sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Ellie Nicholas. Hutker 10. Melody L. Bonnet. Harrison Calnan. Dylan. Gabrielle Philippink. Adam Dawson. And Katie Jarrod or Garrod. Thank you very much, podcast producers. Thank you're you producers. wonderful. You'll never be forgotten. Sorry. Until sorry about next that. time you're forgotten. I didn't forget you. Ashton never forgotten. Never, Ashton, and Ashton never forgets. Ashton never forgotten. So I was sent a weird news story this week by Gacia Snake at I did a long poo on Twitter <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and one could argue well in fact there's no debate it's not video game related it's uh, pop culture related okay and okay. it's a pop culture character character that's been in a couple of video games but not it's not what they're known for right. but it reminded me and is actually reported by an outlet uh, of a story that happened when I was younger to the person who owned the video game shop that I used to go to, right? This sentence, yeah. <laughs> but I'm so yeah. lost. So I will, I will tell, I'll give you the, a quick overview of the actual news story, and then we're going to take you back in time to some weird old news that actually happened to someone I okay, vaguely know. Okay, so it's know. a spooky story that was based on a true story. Sort of. Based on a real I'm story. I'm so lost. So here is a story that's just happened. Homeowner yeah. stunned as life-size Iron Man model sparks major emergency services response. Police and ambulance crews descended on a stunned homeowner's flat. Okay. This is written by Diane Bourne at the Manchester Evening News. Okay. So, a shocked homeowner was woken in the middle of the night by police and paramedics investigating reports of a man hanging in his window. What? When it was actually a life-size Iron Man sculpture. Hanging? So, because it was so tall and it was like up against the window... So it was like sort of eight or nine feet off the ground. I think it right. looked like a person was dangling from the ceiling. Okay. Oh. 
The man was asleep in his high-rise apartment in the city's West Tower when he was woken by a call from the concierge saying the police and ambulance crews were on their way up. The shaken dad was told they were investigating reports of a concern for welfare at his apartment on Deansgate Square. He let a team of 10 police and ambulance medics into the flat at midnight on Tuesday, but it soon became apparent that the figure... Photo. Oh, I mean, that's oh. quite okay. scary looking. It is, isn't it? It's very big. Mm. I see it. I see it. I get it. That the figure uh, someone had seen and called police about was in fact his nine foot high figure of Marvel superhero Iron Man next to a window. Uh, the article continues, but I'm now going to tell you all about a different story also written by the Manchester Evening News okay. from when I used to live in the Northwest. Okay. This happened to the man who owned the vi- the independent video games shop that yep. me and Peter's gamer uncle used to go to. Okay. This is a true story. Okay. Cops swoop on Lara Croft dummy. <gasps> Armed police launched a raid on a gunman who turned out to be a Lara Croft mannequin. <laughs> They burst into a house in Duckinfield and pinned father of two David Williams to the ground, arrested him, and then held him for more than 13 hours. Wow. That was all the subheading. This is written by John Shearhout, crime reporter. Crime In 2013. Um, armed police launched a raid on a gunman. It's all just repeating itself. Mr. Williams, 42, who owns computer game shop Duckinfield Consoles, had taken the six-foot-tall display dummy home to sell on. Mr. Williams called police to complain about the nuisance phone calls he'd been receiving and a PC at his Astley Street address just after midnight. Uh, what? That doesn't make any sense. Mr. Williams called police to complain about nuisance phone calls he'd been receiving and a PC called at his Astley Street address just after midnight. And it's believed he saw an outline of the £1,000 limited edition mannequin in the window. He called for backup and armed police arrived and charged in. I was in the kitchen and the statue was in the front room, said Mr. Williams. The police apparently knocked on the front door, but I heard nothing as I had the radio on. The back door was open and I was on the telephone. The next thing, there were four police on the patio and they dragged me out and threw me to the floor. I felt a foot in my back and a gun on my shoulder. They were shouting, where's the gun? Where's the gun? I said I didn't have a gun. I was in shock. I didn't know what was happening. I told them they just got it wrong. They had the wrong house. And then at the police station, they came walking in with the mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) All the police were laughing their heads off. The officer who arrested me was getting a lot of stick. It was a disgrace. There was no need for it. Uh, They suggested I was trying to entice the police and that the mannequin's arm was moving. How can it? It's a mannequin, Mr. Williams said. It's time to entice the police. Who is considering suing the police. Come this way. (laughs) It's something you just don't expect. Um, That article continues, but I will just read you the headline of a follow-up story that came not long after. They they took the mannequin as evidence. Lara Croft dummy comes to life, kills three (laughs) police officers. They kept it for a while. I don't know if it'll say how long. Oh, that's not fair, is it? No, I know it's not. They kept it as evidence, but headline, police returns Lara... Minus fingers. Oh, come on. A rare Lara Croft-sized model seized by armed police who believed it to be a gunman has been returned to its owner with its fingers missing. Um, and I, I don't know if the photo still exists, but I remember seeing a photo at the time where they, its fingers were broken off, but they weren't missing in that they were all put into a little plastic bag and given to him. Oh, my God. So he had this really expensive six-foot Lara Croft. All the fingers had snapped it's off. clearly intentional. In the evidence locker. And then they, they gave the baggie with just 10 fingers here's, in it. Here's some fingers. Yeah. 
So that's some real news that just happened and some old video game related news that happened to the guy who owned our gaming shop. Wow. There you go. A trip down memory lane. Wow. Yeah. Incredibly. (laughs) Well, I have some weird news. Come on, Laura. Tell us your weird news. And this comes from Harrison Clemens 6 on Twitter. And it comes from Destructoid. Mm. Um, Hello. Hello. The headline is Super Mario Bros. Warp Pipe, Pop Plants, Anger, UK Residents. The single biggest problem facing England is the subheading. The residents of English town Walsall have levied complaints at their local council over the implementation of 15... A bubble. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a bubble. Fifteen enormous plant pots, which bear more than a striking resemblance to the warp pipes of Super Mar- of the Super Mario series. While this is obviously a positive boon to any city, some members of the always pleased British public are unhappy with the eyesores. According to local newspaper Birmingham Mail, the Warsaw Council was asked was asked to slash twenty nine million pounds from its budget, which is leading res- residents to question why taxpayer cash has been splashed on the admittedly huge huge installations, which have been situated throughout this quiet market town. This is what they look like, by the way. Oh, wow. They are That's... huge. There they are. They are massive. Um. I'm lost. Rumours <laughs> that running around Help. Warsaw... <laughs> do, you, do you have a date for this article, Ashton? Uh, no. No? No. It's not going to be in the, mi- <laughs> in the middle. Is it at the top? <laughs> no. It's not at the top. And it's not at the bottom. Why? There's been a terrible clerical error. Why? Have you done this before? This story was submitted to us this week despite being five months old oh is it and we covered did you not, it did you know this as well I did know you didn't tell me before i started i was, I was gonna let you i was just gonna uh, let you finish can i read the last line because it's really funny. please do and then i'll just be quiet i thought about <laughs> no let, ashton no <laughs> the choice was to let ashton finish or not let ashton finish and i thought are we are, are we not just i was uh, that uh, it reached a point where i thought i'm gonna plead ignorance and pretend that i've never heard this before right because it's already it's we already will get the comments far. though that like um oh, we've um, already covered that story i'm sorry i didn't it's know not this. it's not your, your fault. fault we don't expect you to harrison, have listened to. harrison betrayed you that's what happened mm. the last line so of this article line. is we reached out to bowser cooper for comment but all he offered was don't vote tory <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, that's a weird That's ending the only there. reason I picked this up. Well, I'm glad you brought that along. Um, please, Sad when you're submitting okay. weird news, just check that it's like not... Well, firstly, that we never covered it before, if you're able to perhaps check that. And secondly, that it's maybe happened within the last couple of weeks. Unless Lara Croft... Uh, was in someone's <laughs> house in 2012. That's the only specific was, instance where it's okay. I think someone did submit an article that was from the CBBC news yes, from yeah. 2002 mm-hmm. that I saw. But Mr. PlayStation 2. Yeah. It's not news. I mean, it was news at the time. It's but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's old. old. So don't submit CBBC articles from 2002, I think. We thank you very much for submitting your weird news. Thank you. It helps us out immensely across social media. It just mugs me uh, off big style. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ashton's got egg on her face now. You okay, Ashton? Yeah, I'm okay. It's actually not a problem at all. 
No, you know okay. that, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not. Okay. But for future reference, <laughs> would you rather we let you carry on, or no, would you no. rather I said Ashton? The annoying I thing was know. is that when you were here. downstairs getting stuff set up for a stream we're doing later, Peter and I were loudly discussing this news story. <laughs> yeah. So you knew you were, before the podcast, there, and you didn't say anything before I, didn't know I came in. You were doing in. that weird news. I knew you'd said it was your news was Super Mario related, but I didn't make the connection. I didn't know you were doing. I didn't know you were doing that news story <laughs> until you said plant pots, and I was like, oh no. Uh, oh, Peter and I both just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we glanced at each other. Oh, no. oh man, oh. we were just talking about how old this news story was. <laughs> <laughs> ben, have you got some weird news? Yeah. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Do you need a minute? No, no, I'm fine. You're not fine. I'm not cold that, anymore. I was a bit cold that now. That never but means now I'm that warm. you're fine. No, I'm, I'm Nobody fine. says they're fine if they're fine. <laughs> my new story. <laughs> my new story is from Michael Milan at Lord of Penguins on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And this story is from IGN. And it's from the 26th of October. Well done, Michael. Thank you. 2021. 2021. <laughs> 2002. It's by Logan Plant. And the headline is, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, Idris Elba's knuckles will not be sexy. What? Boo. The Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie, Idris yeah. Elba. Have you watched the first one? No. Have you no. watched the first one? We've read the book. No. We've read the book, though, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's playing Knuckles. It won't be sexy, apparently. Idris Elba says Knuckles the... <laughs> is it Echidna? Yeah. Echidna will not be sexy in the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie sequel. Speaking to Screen Rant about Knuckles' characterization in the film, Elba said, Honestly, I cannot say. Contractually, I cannot say anything. But I wouldn't say that he was sexy. I don't think I'm going for that. That's for sure. What was the feed question there? What was... Is he sexy? Idris, is he sexy in this film? Well, there is... A, Honestly, I can't say. There's a tangential relation there in that Elba was named People's Sexiest Man Alive in 2018. And Knuckles right? was the second sexiest man alive. Yes, but he comes second every year. Yeah. Because he's thoughtful. Yeah, it's because he's not technically a man, so they can't put him first. No, that would be that would be illegal. World's sexiest echidna, mm, for sure. 100%. He's known for commanding the screen in shows and movies, including The Wire, Luther, and more recently... Sorry, Luther... And more recently, The Suicide Squad. This has led fans to speculate Elba will bring that same appeal to his animated counterpart. However, we now know not to expect Elba's trademark sex appeal when he voices Sonic's best frenemy, How's at he least on off? purpose. How's he going to turn it off, though? I don't know. Maybe he'll do that thing that they make. Uh... Hi, I'm <laughs> well, I was going to say, maybe they'll make him do that thing that for some reason they make all women do in superhero movies where they make them like wear glasses and oh, ill-fitting yeah, jumpers. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? And then they let their hair She's down. She's not like, sexy. She was She's beautiful all along. Glasses on. yeah. That nerd. Maybe what So maybe he'll is, wear a ponytail and glasses. Yeah. I think they might release the trailer and when people see CG Knuckles, there will be uproar on social media, just like the first one, saying he's not sexy enough. Not and they will enough. go back and change the model. <laughs> It'll be, they'll push the delay. They'll, they'll push bunda. the movie by like six months, give him the biggest blunder, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that will be great. You'll hear him chafing from miles away as he runs. Yeah. Great speed. Uh, while Knuckles has never been known for his sex appeal, well, he's arguably at the top of his game when he's romping around Pumpkin Hill to the, to the iconic and endlessly memed Pumpkin Hill rap soundtrack. Conversely, Knuckles fans weren't head over heels for his sonic boom redesign, which saw him become much larger and much less intelligent. We'll have to see where on the scale Elba's portrayal of Knuckles lands. Indeed. Excited. So there we are. Don't look out for sexy 
Sexy knuckles. You okay? You just shivered there. Yeah, I'm a Were bit you thinking chilly. about sexy knuckles? <laughs> I'm really <laughs> warm, to be I honest. Was, I was thinking about sexy knuckles and I just had a full body quiver. Mm, ASMR. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh. <laughs> You're wearing a full body quiver. I am. Yeah. Yes. I'm cold. Why doesn't Lara Croft <laughs> wear a jumper? She's, she's got to be freezing all the time. Well, when, when you play the game, she does tend to like have a winter coat on. But does she? Yeah. I, I would suggest. Well, she makes it out of like wolf. Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> makes out of wolf. Made yeah, out of wolf. wolf. I would uh, say we could put the heating on or something, but it's I am okay. already. You guys are both wearing multiple layers. Yeah. yeah. I could put my jumper on. I'll just put your jumper on. Lara wears a jumper. In Spider Man is warm. I can't bother to put it game, all right. I'm just going to wear it like a blanket, like I was doing earlier. Okay. Okay. Like a totally normal hoodie. A snood. That's how you wear them. Let's move on to question three. Let's. Uh, it's from Thomas Allison, two first names, who says, Hello, Ben, Peter, and Ashton. My question is about different kinds of scare tactics games use to be spooky, Ooh. it says in quotes. Is there any type of spook you find irritating rather than spooky? For example, I find constant jump scares accompanied by a musical sting just annoying and not at all scary. Doom 3 in the first Outlast game come to mind. However, Alma from the first Fear has literally haunted my dreams since the game came out. Ooh. The atmosphere and clever way the game went about it scare... Wait, went about its scares really got to me. It's honestly one of my favorite FPS games for that reason. Thank you, Thomas. Mm, thank you, Thomas. Thank, thank you, Alison. Uh, I completely agree. Jump scares are just stupid. They're the worst mm. thing ever. Yeah, they're really annoying. Same in movies. I really despise it uh, because, yeah, it scares you in the sense that it makes you jump. It startles you. But it's just so cheap. You know, yeah. it, it's like, oh, well done. Well done. You made me go, uh, because of a natural bodily response that has been programmed into me over millions of years of evolution to go, oh, a sudden thing. I get startled by um, car horns sometimes. Yeah. Doesn't make it a horror no. situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just makes you jump. I mm -hmm. got startled by a dishwasher. Yeah. in the office so you know it's not it's not hard Did to you? make me yeah after i was streaming a horror game and i was oh, the last no. one in the office sounded like the dishwasher made a big gurgly dog sound i thought i'm about to die um, <laughs> someone's someone's followed die. me in and they've got a rabid dog and they're gonna kill me i messaged ashton that night because the exact thing happened to me and amy <laughs> once in our kitchen in our old place we had a dishwasher and i was just standing there next to amy and the dishwasher was on and suddenly it gurgled and i physically went <laughs> like that and i was you ready gonna, to like you're gonna punch I was going to punch this. I was like, a, a, an aggressive dog is in my house and it's just me and my partner. I'm going to punch this dog. I'm going to have <laughs> to do something. I'm going to have to punch this dog. I'm sorry. I'm going now, to have to punch this dog. Whenever we hear a gurgly drain, whether it startles us or not, we just refer to it as the dog. <laughs> the um, dog. Start, oh, the dog. Excellent. Um, so jump scares are rubbish. Uh, yeah, Do you remember I would... that noise I made during Outlast when uh, I got scared. Yeah, <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. What was that? I made the the um, puffer oh. sound. <laughs> oh. 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 It was a great noise. <laughs> it was a good noise. But what I do like uh, to answer the other part of the question, the kind of scare that I do like, I really like stylized horror. I like your kind of Burton esque. I re basically I really like little nightmares. Yeah. Um, I don't only like that, but that sort of thing. I think. If you can uh, create horror in something that isn't photorealistic and you can still scare me, I think that's impressive. Mm -hmm. I think if if you've got like, you know, creepy 
monster designs and you know interesting monsty monsty yeah, designs you i beg your correct pardon. term please yeah and uh you know just doing things via the use of like uh sound effects and stuff like ambient noise i think it went it was it was very clever the way they did it in the likes of resident evil 7 mm. where you'd be walking around that house and there were so many creaks and groans that they'd put into that game that every time you heard one it sounded like a new sound you never heard before and that alone i thought was like just really effective it wasn't jump scare in of itself you weren't going like oh that was the scariest noise i've ever heard but it was just oh what was that is someone someone in here you know so those are those are two things i really find impressive just sound design especially like ambient noise and then uh yeah i i really love things like little nightmares limbo inside i know they're not horror games but uh mm. that yeah. kind of stuff i think is uh enjoyable as well as scary and i think that there's something to be said for that to actually find something engaging and interesting as well as frightening mm-hmm. ashton so i played the game visage or visage on stream the last couple of weeks and i think that game does it both really well and really badly in terms of horror games so before you see the actual like ghoul that's chasing you around, it you gradually kind of encounter more and more things that make you jump, like the lights might go off or the door slams behind you or it will like something will appear on the screen that's not actually there because your character, the more you're in the dark, is going more and more insane mm-hmm. and struggling more with like what's going on. And the way that it does certain things in terms of like forcing you to get into a cupboard where your back's turned from the rest of the room and knock on a wall, knowing that something's going to knock back. It's really good. And I really found that game really scary up until the point where I saw the monster that was hunting me. Right. Um, Yeah. Up until this. But I think that's always the thing that I think a lot of games do is show you the monster too much. Mm. Like you get like, you don't get kind of like glimpses or like, oh, what was that in the corner of your eye? You get like, here's the monster. This is what it looks like. This is what's following you around. And Visage was really spooky until I saw the... (laughs) Until I saw (laughs) the monster that was chasing me because it happened quite early on and um, it wasn't scary anymore. And then it did the thing of like, it's you're dead again you're dead again and kept just yeah. jumping in my face and i'm like i'm you're not scaring me you're annoying me now like yeah. I'm, I'm frustrated because i keep dying not because i keep getting scared by this monster like the jaws, um, the jaws effect. effect i was yeah, just gonna say exactly. that's exactly yeah, yeah yeah exactly i show think less. when they yeah when they show you too much too early and then you kind of just know that you're not yeah. scared anymore because it is that like what's coming what's the thing that's hunting me why am i so why am i in this situation and why am i scared is the thing that games and movies sometimes do really well like with Resident Seven, hmm. but sometimes just blow it for themselves because they just show you outright what it is that you're being scared of the scariest part of most horror games is like i would say the, the unknown, opening yeah. yeah like when you're you you've arrived at whatever it is the haunted house uh dead space I think has one of the most tense and unnerving openings of any horror game I've ever played. Where, uh, especially when you've not played it before, you don't know exactly what is actually happening. Mm. If you played it before, it has less of an effect. But you're just walking around this place. It's been absolutely like painted with gore. And you know, you're encountering sort of strange bits of evidence of, of stuff. And then you 
you walk around the corner and there's a guy just banging his head against the door because he's gone mad with what he's seen. And, you know, that's terrifying. And yeah, the game does actually continue to be scary throughout, mm. but definitely just the atmosphere of the your arrival, um, I think, is is definitely the scariest part. Yeah. And the same with, I thought, with Resi 4. Even though you do immediately encounter the the zombies or the ganados, uh, between, like, getting out of the car at the beginning and making it to the village... There's just something, you know, you you just don't know what you're up against. You just yeah. see these people and, yeah, all right, you've encountered them, but you don't know why they're after you. You don't know what they're capable of. Yeah. And it's just the the unknown. And then, yeah, the more you learn, the more you see, the less scary it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when it's just they show you everything too early on, it kind of takes away a lot of the scary element of it. It kind of becomes a bit more like you start to laugh at it because you just know what's coming. Oh, yeah. us too. Yeah, hamstrung itself two. by that ridiculous enemy that looked like it was dancing when it was coming after. Yeah. So much so that whenever we would encounter it, we wanted to get a good look at it. Yeah. <laughs> like it became a point of humor rather than something to be afraid of, which is its own fault because mm. it didn't need mm. to show us it. Yeah. Mm. It could have just been, you know, because it rose up out of the floor and came out of the walls at various points. Um, it could have just done that, but, uh, you know, it was sort of like a you need to run right now situation. So you never really got to see what it was. But yeah. They didn't. Yeah. A couple of times it would just start you off just literally just looking at him. Yeah. Whenever like you respawn, you were always looking at whatever was after yeah. you. Yeah. It's like, oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, standing on the stairs, just waiting for you to move. Doing so a dance. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Dark pictures, uh, dark pictures anthology, dark pictures anthologies. Yes. This, oh, that was hard to you say. You got there. It's okay. Dark pictures anthologies. Loud jump scares are the worst. Mm. I yeah. really dislike them. Having played Little Hope a few times now, that game, I think more than any other horror game I've ever played, so clearly telegraphs when there's going to be a jump yeah. scare. Yeah. The camera is no longer in your control. It's slowly zooming in on something. Like so Sometimes just really abstract stuff like a fence mm. or a bush. And, you, and the music fades down, and then it's like, okay, where's the... And it's, okay, there it is. Yeah. I knew it was coming. You you clearly signposted that it was yeah. coming. But even if you know it's coming, it makes you jump. But that doesn't and necessarily it's like, oh, for like, God's oh, sake. I'm scared. It's just but like, it ha oh, they jumped. do it constantly. It's yeah. like one trick that they pull over and over again for that game's entire runtime. Mm -hmm. Every Any time it goes into first person, you're like peering through a hole or looking into a room. It's like, right, where's the jump skip? There it is. Okay, yeah. great. Cool. No, had no idea that was coming. Um, There's one in um, Condemned, or it might be the second Condemned, that I thought worked really well. In the in that game, you're using detective tools and you like follow, you use like UV torches and stuff, and follow trails, and then you have to take pictures and send it to the lab. And the number of times in that game you zoom in on dead bodies with this camera, and you are convinced that at some point one of these bodies are going to turn towards him and is still alive. Mm. Um, and it. It does eventually do that, but it's like way, way later on. And you kind of, you're under the impression by that point that, oh, if they were going to do that, they would have done it ages ago. Mm. And then it happens like two thirds of the way through the game. And it really got me, but it wasn't signposted at all in that like you're doing something that you've done a million times by now. Yeah. Um, and you thought, yeah, the first couple of times you did it, you were like, oh, this is going to happen. And it never did. Yeah. Um, and uh, it doesn't feel cheap. They don't constantly do jump scares in that game. So they yeah. like pick your times. Yeah. 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 That's the that's the real trick, I think, is playing with people's expectations. The mm. suspense so, of it all is this. Yes. Thing. Is it gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? That thing you just mm. mentioned. Yeah. Um, there was one in I think The Last of Us Part Two 
where you're exploring this area. Um, I, I can't remember specifically where it was, but nothing happens the entire time you're there. Mm. And there's no music. Like There's very little dialogue at all. It's just Ellie going around this place. And I was like, something is going to happen. Right. Here. And the entire time I was really on edge and nothing happened yeah. the entire time. I was like, you... Like <laughs> everything is that, actually fine like that bit from resident evil with the uh with the door opening animation there's a zombie behind it just yeah. once in the mm. entire series yeah, they only yeah. do it once it's oh you oh <laughs> never do it again that's the only time they did it and uh, i think that's very clever yeah mm -hmm. one thing i both like and dislike is when your torch goes out or the lights go out yeah in the game. because not only is that really effective because the dark is scary and you can't you have no control over it but also it can be quite annoying especially if it's shake the controller to make the torch work again and then it just becomes kind of annoying but if mm. it's a scripted bit then it makes a bit more sense yeah. yeah um i would say one thing that hasn't gotten old is as you were talking about earlier peter effective sound design yeah yeah so the music dropping away just sort of only ambient sounds in an environment really really puts you on edge because you're either building up to something spooky or you're not and again, to know. pull from The Last of Us Part Two's playbook, when you're in the basement of that hospital. I was thinking if it was the basement of the you hospital are, you were talking about. And this also plays into what you were saying about mm. not showing the, the monster yeah. Yeah. until it's, until it's ready to show you. <laughs> yeah, so you're going through uh, this whole bit in the basement of a hospital and there's this Clearly, there's the trail of destruction left by this big, horrific thing. Like the start of Dead Space. You just, well, yeah. something has happened here. Yeah. And you don't know when it's going to happen, but it strings you along for like 10 or 15 minutes of no real sound feedback at all, apart from just the noises you're making going around. And it's, oh, it's horrible. I was on edge and so uncomfortable the entire time. Every time you go through a door or turn a corner or interact with anything, you're convinced yeah. this will be it. And this it's not. Moment. It's never it. Yeah. Um, and then after like maybe the third time where you've gone, oh, you're like, oh, nothing's going to happen. Then you're like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think just sound design is so, so important. Mm. And there's, there's nothing, there's no, like if, there's combat music in games, right? Mm. And then yeah. if that starts up, you're like, okay, I know what to expect. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be in a fight now. But some games are very clever when they don't do that. Yeah. yeah. And they just leave it. And then something starts attacking you. And you're like, this isn't right. This isn't what I signed up for. Mm -hmm. I didn't agree to this. This isn't part of the rules, the video game rules. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I think that's it makes a huge difference. I also think horror generally, whether it's games or films or TV. Sometimes just less is more in terms mm. of monster design or like, you know, monster, monster I beg your pardon. I, I don't necessarily want to be up against something that's got like six arms or and like is made of just red raw skin and stuff like that and mm. makes horrible yeah. noises. Like sometimes it's way scarier if it's just a person, but they're like their head is like constantly up and they're walking towards yeah, you. Yeah, they're know, wrong. like something is Something's wrong. wrong yeah, or, yeah, just yeah. something strange about the way they move or even just the way they speak sometimes yeah. can be. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Knuckles. Yeah, Hi, exactly. I'm Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's time to move on. You enjoyed that, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It's time to move on to the big discussion. Big discussion. Oh, big discussion. Mm -hmm. It's big discussion time. Time for a big spooky discussion. This big discussion comes from... No, not Thomas Allison. My pay page is wrong. I'm, Robert Mansell. I'm reading them. Oh, we just Mansell. did. We just did Thomas. Robert Mansell. Thank you, Robert. Hey, Bap. 
you're the best content creators <laughs> in town, and I'm <laughs> loving like all the because it's fun. Try it. <laughs> Bap. 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 And I'm loving all the new post-apocalypse COVID content you're creating. Is that the reason you chose this? Is the big discussion because there were so many compliments right off the bat. <laughs> it's very nice. There's normally lots of compliments. To be fair, everyone's very nice. Mm. Okay. So no, not that's not the reason oh. actually. So I don't think right. that you'll be able to I get into the big discussion. The by Sorry, Lara. Goodness. But maybe you might. Dear you Ben, Peter and Ashton, who I really like. You have expressly said that compliments will get you a everywhere, will get in, you the, everywhere in the question yeah. submitting yeah. game. Anyway, the question. Are there any horror-esque franchises you think would translate well into a game, like a movie or a TV series? I think a Terminator game in the vein of Alien Isolation would be awesome, where you're chased by an unstoppable force and have to use your environment and equipment just to slow it down. I'd love to hear mm. your thoughts. I'd love the whole team rob kiss 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 to be fair there. this question was submitted by i think three people very similar questions okay. um but this one just rob was the nicest rob, rob put the kisses most on concise mm. the more okay. kisses you put on yeah the higher the chance the higher the chance <laughs> peter like good kiss, kiss. what non uh non-game franchise would make a good game uh, i've got two mm. um i have sneakily i saw on ashton's answers that she's put one of the ones that i've put so i'll say that second and won't say much about it but uh, <laughs> other than that one mm -hmm. i think that there could actually be something in a sort of dead rising style game of gremlins 2 the new batch <laughs> okay. right oh, so gremlins 1 is a certainly shot. a bit spookier than gremlins 2 mm -hmm. uh it, it is it there are some genuine slightly like oh weird moments in it that, that take you by surprise gremlins 2 is not a scary film it's like a, basically a comedy but with just some monsters in it monsties monsties i would maybe by the end of the podcast i will say monsties <sighs> off my own of my own volition but uh if you kind of lifted from both of those films and took the setting of gremlins 2 which is a really interesting setting for a film or a game um and some of the slightly more horror-ish uh, stuff of Gremlins 1. Not a scary film, but, you know, it sort of qualifies. No, I've seen Gremlins 2, obviously, as have we all. But in case someone hadn't seen Gremlins 2... Right. What, what, yeah, what, 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 well, I was about case. to tell you. Just, just in case. we've just in, obviously Because we've all seen it. it. Yeah. But, but if what we is hadn't... A, no. What is a Gremlin? Don't worry, I'm about what to tell everyone happens? everything. So you've got a little mogwai... It's not a it's not a Yagwai, which is off of the fallout. Uh, it's a Mogwai. He's called Gizmo. I had a Gizmo toy when I was a, a, a you? young'un. That's inappropriate, like isn't a it? Furby. <laughs> you sure it wasn't just a Furby? A cute one. No, um, it, wasn't. it would look like Gizmo. I'll show okay. you. And there are two rules um, when you've got a Gizmo. You don't get them wet. Mm. As it were. Oh, that's quite that's nice. That's quite cute, isn't and it? And you don't. Oh, there he is. There he is. And you don't feed him after midnight. Okay. If you get a a, a Maogwai wet, mm. little fur balls fire out of their back, and then they turn into more um, yeah Maoguais. Sounds like a Maoguais. Brilliant mm. uh, sort of financial. So that's how they multiply. Decision. Yeah. If you Sell feed those. them after midnight, and I don't know what the cutoff point is where you can start feeding them again, sunrise, I guess. Yeah. If you feed them after midnight, they turn into gremlins which look a lot worse uh, and scarier. They're bigger. They're all... They're, they're, they're just, furry, are they? They're, they're green and scaly. They're evil. They have sharp teeth and red eyes. And they're kind of chaotic and uh, murderous, really. Oh, dear. Um, look at them. Wow, look how tall they are. Yeah, so they're, they're basically Muppets, but they're bad. 
okay. uh, and evil. But Gremlins 2 is set in this huge um, uh, skyscraper that's got science labs in it. It's got, like, I think a casino. Um, it's got shops and things. So it's very Dead Rising. It's okay. got all of these interesting locations, you know, locations and rooms and spaces and equipment that uh, I think would lend itself really well to, yeah, all right, not a super spooky game, but just a kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek Dead Rising style game. So there are swarms and swarms and swarms of gremlins. There are loads of them in Gremlins 2. Um, and uh, I think you should just have to go around um, sort of killing them mm -hmm. and... Uh, not getting them wet. Uh, no, not getting them wet. Definitely Fire. not. Fire. Um, or maybe you know, maybe not like entirely like Dead Rising, which is mostly just about going around and killing zombies. But maybe just add a bit of a story to it as well. So yeah, you've got certain objectives. You have to save your friends, and you've got some character development. Uh, I think there's something there. But the other one, and I'll leave this to Ashton, that I think would make an excellent horror game is Jurassic Park. Yeah. So when I saw this one, I also saw I also thought Jurassic Park. I have to give a shout out to someone who's made a question. I think it was Robert Major who also said, Richard I think Major. Jurassic Park. Robert, what did I say? You said Robert. Robert. Is it Richard, Richard Major? Richard, sorry. We know uh, Richard someone, Major. Some, sorry, sorry. He's a Major. He's in the armed forces anyway. Mm. Major. Um, who also <laughs> said Jurassic Park, um, but I have written it down anyway. Yeah. I think it would be really fun because Jurassic Park, the first one, is the only one I've seen. And there's a bit where they're like in a kitchen and there's one of the... Dinosaurs is like walking around. A couple of them, I think. Raptors. Trying to get because it's is it the kids that are in the mm. kitchen and they're trying to get out of the kitchen oh, where yeah. these dinosaurs are. And I think that's so scary. So I imagine that like the first Jurassic Park game, because it's all set at night and it's all a bit spooky, I think would make a really good horror game. In the sense of like, um, not that it was a very good horror game, but like Blair Witch in the sense of like you're in a forest and you know there's dinosaurs around mm. and you can kind of hear them and you can't tell exactly like where they are would be very spooky. Also, mm. the film World's End, which is part of the Cornetto movies, yeah. that's not as good as Shaun of the Dead, but the premise of it is the sense that these aliens have taken over these people so they look like people and the only reason they know that they're aliens is because there's something slightly off about them. And the sense of knowing who is an alien and who is not an alien and having to kind of get to this end point to try and stop it. Mm. But having it kind of, I suppose it could be kind of left for deadish, but also could definitely be quite a spooky game if you're kind of going through and your enemies are just people, but you can't tell who is people and who's not people. Mm. Would be yeah. quite fun, I good. think. Good. So those are mine. A Dino Crisis style Jurassic Park game, I think, would be really cool. Mm. Yeah, if they just happen to survive in the park. Yeah, if they really went for horror and not action, because Dino Crisis was a, you know, in some ways it was a bit action heavy. But if they turned it into a proper survival horror game with spooks and limited resources and good jump scares, you know, surprises, mm. Resident Evil style ones, then yeah. uh, that could be genuinely really cool. Yeah. It's a shame that it's a franchise for kids, isn't it? Yeah. Otherwise, we, we might get that. But mm. certainly, you know, there's a lot of Dinosaur Park. You know, you could just make a Dinosaur Park game, right? Yeah. Other developers, you know, you could just do that. You mm. don't need the Jurassic Park license. Maybe Capcom one day will do re remakes of those. Veloc Academy. Fingers <laughs> yeah, crossed. I will sell it to you for Give us a Vel £30. Pounds. Veloc Academy, please. Yeah. Uh, I've got Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. 
There was Did a Telltale a game. game. There, there have been a couple of video games, but they're not. There's Very been a Jurassic good. Park one. No, yeah, there's been a Jurassic games. Park Telltale yeah. game too. There was a Telltale Stranger Things game in development, and some footage came to light. I think earlier this year or last year, mm. uh, it was cancelled, unfortunately. But I think that that game, that TV show, even, and you know, it's been. It feels like a lifetime since the third season aired. And it's going to be another lifetime until the fourth season is out. But certainly season one and two, watching those and being able to binge all of them back to back and have them be episodic and end on cliffhangers and then immediately pick up again. The, the, the only thing I could think when I was watching it was, man, I would love to play this mm-hmm. in an episodic style. Mm-hmm. And it's such a shame that I know Telltale are back now in a different form. But it's such a shame that they went under. Because I think so many games and properties, or not games, but so many uh, properties and franchises, especially movie and TV, translate so well to that episodic format. Yeah. Um, and they've got largely a pretty good track record. Yes, the Game of Thrones game wasn't very good, but it wasn't terrible. Mm. Like, the it Walking wasn't, Dead game was really good. The Walking Dead game was really good. The Borderlands game was excellent. Um, they, they, they did so much good stuff that I can't help but feel that Stranger Things or indeed uh, any other multitude of episodic games, maybe even Squid Game uh, more recently as an episodic telltale, choose your own adventure, make dialogue choices and Mm. difficult decisions would just, it just works so well. I think it would just work so very well. And I'm kind of sad that uh, the Stranger Things game was cancelled. But Netflix has its own games arm now. Yeah. They purchased... uh, Purchased? (laughs) (laughs) They got now purchased. uh, (laughs) They purchased... What are they called? Is it Day Night Studios? I can't remember what they're called. The people that made Oxen Free and Mm. After Party and stuff. They own them now. So, you know, maybe maybe they do something with Stranger Things that isn't some sort of crappy top-down... twin stick thing or mobile game i'm not even sure what they did for the stranger things game but i think it's an xbox game pass but i just want i want this i don't know chief i want this if you're translating things that have big stories do it in format where do big where you can do big stories easily that's how i feel about it's not a franchise and it would be incredibly disrespectful to say so but um like late 1800s like murder (laughs) <laughs> detective stuff right like so, historical like jack and for his example rippings. jack and the rippings mm. i mean some people say you know you shouldn't like take the actual murders of five real women and turn them into mm. a, a form of entertainment but you could do a, an equivalent that's set around the time you know yeah. 1880s fictitious like parallel there was a, a, a half decent film it wasn't very mainstream but it was called the the limehouse golem starring bill nye um, which was quite interesting. And that was, you could tell it was meant to sort of be about Jack the Ripper or that kind of thing. But um, give us an anthology horror series where you are a period appropriate detective mm. in various locations exactly, and time yeah. periods throughout, mm. the, throughout the world. And there's some spooky murderings going on. And you have to get to the bottom of it in like a three or four hour game. Like heavy rain. Yeah. I'd, like, play, I'd play that. What I was going to say was, I feel that way about that whole, you know, scene uh, in the. It's been covered before in games, but never in really in a AAA form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are quite a few indie games that are set in some kind of Victorian London or, you know, uh, they might be sort of my first Unity project style things. Or they might be more like text-based adventures, which some people really like. I'm not so keen on that. I want like a AAA, either third person or first person 
world for me to wander around in, you know, go into like, you know, opium dens and in pubs and boarding houses and down alleyways and stuff and just be a detective. I think that'd be really cool. I just remember what I was thinking about. Um, Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, mm. they had a Jack the Ripper DLC. They did, I never played that it. That was quite spooky, actually. Mm. It was quite scary. Mm. We played it from Elizabeth's, what did we say her name was? Eliza? Uh, Evie. Evie. I remember. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think it's from her perspective. And yeah, it's apparently it's really good. It's quite, well, I don't know if it's really good. It's apparently it's good. I didn't and play it because it looked a bit strange because wasn't he, he was all like, he had his face all wrapped up. And yeah, it was a bit like, like a bit more like horror. They kind of, Horrified took a lot of a license with it yeah. yeah and i looked at that and i thought mm, you know it's not quite what i want out of that have you tried the sherlock holmes games no i've not there no. was at least one of them on plus a while ago mm. they're meant to be they definitely have a following they're not yeah. they're not going to be your triple a experience no, yeah they, they were are. all on offer on steam recently right they, it was might be worth might, might scratch that itch it might itch do. that scratch for you the order as well was sort yeah, of yeah i liked the order a lot you know it's That's very linear and it doesn't give you a, a sprawling open world to explore but you know that whole vibe i think is yeah. a really mm. interesting setting mm -hmm. whether or not it's supernatural with werewolves or good <laughs> or even good yeah uh well there we are there's some suggestions from us about some cross-pollination of spook mm. franchises to spook games potentially let us know yours of course in the comments below as well as your thoughts on the other things we've discussed today mm. uh, what non horror fancy dress are you gonna do for halloween oh. yeah <laughs> Uh, Peter, where can people find us? Uh, we are Team Triple Jump. Hello. Um, you can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump to see all of our content. We do videos and live streams on YouTube and uh, just live streams on Twitch, of course. That's all you can do. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, you get a Twitch sub with that. It's all part of the deal. So you can consider perhaps spending that on us. Uh, and when we are streaming on both YouTube and Twitch, we are modded by Lob Rotovich, Trowling Badger, and Mr. Black. Thank you, Mons. We've got social media at twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. We have video and live stream announcements over on Twitter. We have legacy video content and uh, Facebook lives starring Ashton and other people over on oh, Facebook. Yeah, I did one last week. Did Ashton one last and week. friends. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Talked for too long and then James was late for his stream. Oh no! Well, actually, it wasn't my fault, but he blamed me, so I'll take right. the blame. Well, to be fair, blame. James does stream for like seven hours. He yeah, does. he does. It's true. <laughs> yeah, make a difference. Uh, Fraser looks after our social media for us, so thank you, Fraser, for doing an excellent job. Um, finally, from me, patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Lots of tiers. They are still sort of new, so if you've not been on our Patreon for a, a month or so, you might not have seen the brand new stuff. Go and have a look. Mm. Um, go and ask. Go and, go and, go and ask. There's some really good stuff on there. Mm. We have a website. It's Team. Hold it's team it's <laughs> sorry it's triplej.mup that's tripleju.mp if you want to get to our discord where all of our lovely friends are you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash discord we're modded by jack tory and hollow eyes three wonderful people and if they tell you to do something you, you better flip and listen do it. to them um if you want to listen to our podcast in its audio form, maybe you're going to the dentist and need something to listen to while they're drilling your teeth. Then simply go to triplejet.map forward slash podcast to find out. they let you do that while they're drilling in your teeth? Yeah, they let, I was once listening to uh, Billy Elliot while really? I was getting my teeth huh. drilled. It was not very You nice. were listening to Billy Elliot, just the, the music or, or is From there the like musical. an audio book? 
Hi, no, Ashton. No. It's me, Billy Elliot. You're doing great. <laughs> no. No, I don't mean Billy himself. I just didn't know if no, it was it's some a music, sort of it's a musical. audio book version. It's a musical oh. soundtrack. Um, Jibblejerd.mup forward slash podcast um, to find out where you can listen to it. And if you want to watch some of our live streams, maybe you miss one of the many live streams that we do a week. You can go triple jump. Uh, jj.mp forward slash vods to watch all of the vods from all of our videos um and we also have merch none of us are wearing it right now because we're all in halloween costume i am oh no don't it says rip that's especially rip. spooky rip um you can go to triplejumpshop.com to see all of our new merch that their people have been receiving their merch right now and if you want to see their merch because it's been like liked and retweeted by triple jump shop on twitter oh. so you can see everyone looking really nice in there oh yeah here we go it's sports time t-shirts yeah loads of those sold. yeah loads of those going out go give uh us a tweet when your merch arrives yeah do yeah. it yeah Show us. Show us. We're working on the next we merch drop like now, it. just in time for Crimble. So, uh, doing some stuff. Yeah, that's right. Uh, why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at mm-hmm. that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. From next week, is it changing? What? <laughs> you mean temporarily? Yeah. From next week, is it changing? Yeah, lists. We do lists every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Oh, lists. I thought you said streams. <laughs> we do more streams than that. Uh, yeah, from next week, we do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Because old Ashton here. Old, old Ashton. They're finally letting me to do my own lists. We built up a nice, <laughs> healthy backlog so that we won't accidentally start Ashton's lists and then run out of lists and then have a gap. So... Mm. You've Ashton Matthews stop Ashton for the rest of your life joins the battle. Yeah. So lists from next week every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Wow, we mm. streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream on YouTube. <gasps> Blaze it. it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday being the solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday, and we do shows once every other week. Or thereabouts. We've got so much. We've had so much good stuff coming your way, guys, mm. over the past fortnight. And it continues over this weekend as well. Why not leave a review on iTunes as well if you enjoyed the podcast? It genuinely helps uh, with Al Gore's rhythms. So maybe a five-star review. Maybe. Don't leave us a four-star review. That's kind of crappy. Yeah, why would you do that? Don't do that. It's free. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Triplejump.gg if you want that delicious uh, virtual currency or subscriptions. We've also still got the tat appeal going on. Your tat is flying in. If you haven't yet mm. submitted your tat, there's the cutoff of the 19th of November. We'll be doing a big unboxing of all the tat and the worst games and so on. Just it's not got Christmas. to have arrived by the 19th of November, if that's what you're worried about. I feel the but... need to say, uh, we'll, we'll probably say this on our live stream that will have already gone out by now, by the time you see this podcast. But uh, we should probably just say, mm. I don't know if anyone's going to do this, but if you were thinking of sending stuff to us for Mikey... That might not be a good logistical idea. Yes. Because... We don't see him uh, very often at all. No. We live on separate parts of the country. We won't be able to forward it to him postage-wise because there might be a lot of it if people do that. And also, even when he does come up here to see us, or if we, if I go down there, I don't know if you've been down to Bristol since we left, but <laughs> if I've been down there once or twice, no. we usually fly either way, me and Mikey. So you don't want to put loads and loads of stuff in your bag. So um, no. don't it's send Very thoughtful, like. but... You know, Mikey can arrange his own tat if he if he yeah, wants. Yeah, get in touch if with Mikey. Wants, yeah, if you want to send Mikey yeah. tat, 
that can be arranged, but arrange it with Mikey. Yeah, we, I'm not saying don't be, give Mikey anything. We can't be the middle person. But you're you're right, Ashton. The cutoff of the 19th of November, that's when we, we want you to stop sending things. But if things arrive after that, there'll mm. be a grace period of about a week or thereabouts. Yeah. So mm. don't worry too much. Additionally, we can't cover uh, extra costs of shipping and postage if things get held up in customs and stuff. So please make sure that you do cover all your, all Put your right bases stamps in, that, on that. in that regards. Mm. But uh, it's very exciting. We've got, what, like 20, 20, 25? things that have arrived already yeah i want to um, open them so bad yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the people we're in the off the upstairs office with haven't got sick of it yet they will no, soon yeah soon. but oh boy uh thank you so much to everyone who's already sent stuff in it's a worst games ever week be excited for worst games ever additionally we have a brand new main menu we're back in the kitchen cooking a spooky <laughs> halloween thing mm-hmm. Ooh, um, did ashton chop anything off Oh my god, she's missing a fingy. Ah, just like Lara. The muzzle's been returned with no fingers. Like Lara. There's a quip scope all about Guardians of the Galaxy if you want to see some gameplay and our thoughts. That's up on the channel and also on the podcast feed if you want to listen to that instead. A big old ranked list, Peter. Yeah, we did a ranked list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's it for, yes. Next. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We did. I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, did a Ghostbusters games ranked list where you can find out uh, how we rank every single Ghostbusters game from worst to best. Yes. Mm. Did I which describe is it efficiently? And which yes. is bad. Wonderful editing from Alex. Wonderful writing, as always, from Philip, yeah. our ranked list writer. I may just say, you both do a very good job with speaking. Oh, oh Ashton, Ashton, stop it. Do stop. <laughs> stop it. will get you nowhere. Stop it. Ashton, can you please tell us about what we're doing on Monday? Yes, we're doing a charity stream. Oh, my God. And it's for the cats. We're doing yeah. it for the cats. We're Meow. We're them. part of uh, Pawson Pals. Players. Players. I wrote it wrong. Pawson Bud On the thing. Pawson Bud Buds. Yeah. Um, for cats protection, we're going to be doing a stream on Monday, the 1st of November from 5. Yeah. PM. Yes. We're playing some cat related games. We're going to raise some money. So if you've got a little bit of spare change, think about donating it to the cats. Come on. Also, the clocks change in Britain this weekend. So, uh, Think about that in terms of stream oh, time. Yeah. It'll we'll be, be 5 p.m. GMT, 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 not BST. Ask Google. We're so sorry. It's so confusing. If you're in Europe, you're still an hour ahead. Yes. I think. Are they hopping back as well or are they going to be I think different there? countries around the world, oh. including America and Europe, change their clocks at different times. Basically, if you're used to BST and you're from outside the UK, it'll be an hour earlier than you'd mm. expect. Just ask Google Indeed. what your time is converted to GMT. GMT. And then it will help. Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. So that's when we'll be streaming. Streaming, but yes, do yes. come along if you can. Give generously. It's been a while since we've raised money. We've got for some cool t-shirts. The cats. Yes, we'll be wearing some cool shirts. Yeah, we will. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but we're all over their tweet. Mm. Oh yeah, we're all over there uh, doing stock image. Their promotion, enjoying video, video games. Video games. We did make an effort to make sure the controllers were turned on, though. I think. Yeah. Right. No, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Your controller's got some blue around it. I think. Ah. Well, I did. <laughs> Peter and I, we can be asked. Uh, but yes, do come along. I believe we're streaming on Twitch. To make that nice and oh, simple. Oh, Twitch. So come along to Twitch and find us on Twitch. Uh, we'll be raising money through Tiltifiers. We have done before. If you've seen any of our charity mm-hmm. streams, you'll know how it works. But there'll be stuff on social media, links and so on. So it should be fairly easy to find. the uh, This sort of period of money raising that Cats Protection and Pawson Players are doing is open to everyone, by mm. the way. And I think we are currently scheduled as the final stream because it finishes on the 1st of November. That sort of money 
that fundraising period that they've set aside. So go through uh, Cats Protection social media if you would like to sign up and do your own charity stream and raise money a as last well. Last minute charity stream. I yeah. appreciate you don't have much time left, but if you want to, you absolutely can. Mm. Raise that money for the cats. And finally, it's time to talk about this week's sponsor. Look did at you that print off that last page. page. Yeah, yeah, it happens every time. I did also, but I put I it check your before chair. I press print. Where's it gone? Did you kick it up onto your chair? Well, I got up at one point. <sighs> I'm sorry. My chair's wobbly, and Ashton went to great lengths to. Um, to stop it from wobbling by folding wow. up a piece oh of paper. God, I didn't know what that was then. It's my tail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a duck. Are you a, are you a dog? <laughs> are you going to chase it? Oh, we dear. are sponsored by Frankenstein's Monster Energy. Excuse me. You've I'm been just, drinking some. I'm just, I'm belching just thinking about it. Uh, a lot of people actually get it wrong. Uh, Monster Energy is the drink. Frankenstein, of course, say it with me. Is, is the, the American, American beverage, beverage company, company that, that manufactures energy drinks and, as of 2020, held, held nearly 39% of the 5.7 billion US energy drink market. It's, it's simple, isn't it, really? <laughs> Thanks so much for listening slash watching, everybody. Have a wonderful and safe Halloween. And we'll see you next week. Stay spooky. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. It's not monster in my hands. Sorry. Monsters, monster. Well, then cover it up. Monsties. Monsties. Co Coca's Cola. <laughs> oh, yeah. Monsties. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.